Thanks for making Locked on Phillies your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Locked on Phillies podcast. Today's Tuesday, November 2nd, 2021. I, of course, am your host, Dan Wilson, coming to you with part two of my conversation with Scott Lauber, Phillies beat writer from the Philadelphia Inquirer. Again, really, really excited about this interview. Definitely one of the more fun interviews that I've had a chance to record and one of the more fun guests I've had a chance to have on this podcast since I've been doing it. So without any further hesitation, here is my part two of my interview, I should say, with Scott Lauber. Thanks for making Locked on Phillies your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Locked on Phillies podcast. Today is Monday, November 8th, 2021. I, of course, am your host, Dan Wilson. And a few things to get to on the docket today. Uh, A lot of postseason awards going on in baseball. Bryce Harper, finalist for National League MVP. Don't think that's a surprise to anyone. Later, I will make the case for why he should be the 2021 National League Most Valuable Player. I think a lot of people out there likely agree there's a reason why he's the odds-on favorite right now, so we'll get to that. Zach Wheeler, a finalist for the NL Cy Young Award winner. That is not an award I think he will win. I'll lay out why later on in the show, but he is one of the three finalists. We had the Gold Gloves last night. Uh, Zach Wheeler and JT Realmuto were both on uh, the ballot there for Philly's Gold Glove Award winners, buried there on a Sunday night. And a lot of awards kind of going on here as the 2021 baseball season essentially comes to a close. Yes, we're done playing games. The Atlanta Braves are still the World Series champions after the weekend. They had their parade with a bus that flew by Atlanta fans at about 50 miles an hour. Uh, And the month of November here is going to close out before the collective bargaining agreement expires in early December. And we head into an offseason where... Major League Baseball and its Players Association is basically going to decide whether we play games, how the offseason goes, will we delay spring train pitchers and catchers, spring training games, or the Major League Baseball season as a whole. I think we would all agree that fans of baseball would all, you know, like that to be resolved as soon as possible. Millionaires fighting with billionaires. We just want, you know, a good product on TV every single night. And more baseball is always a good thing. But I wanted to start with this because while we're in the present and while we're talking about awards, um, I, I need to beef a little bit here with how baseball does its postseason awards. Now, I again want to preface this by saying, look, awards are what they are. They're not more important than the games themselves. They are accolades that, you know, kind of contribute to a player's season, their solidification, if you will, of how good that player was. You know, I think we all in Philadelphia agree here that Bryce Harper had a great season, but there is some meaning, right, of the beat writers and members of the media and the members of the Baseball Writers Association of America nationwide all, not unanimously agreeing, but in totality agreeing that Bryce Harper was the best player in the National League this season, right? There's some solidification in that, and there would be uh, some validation or solidification, whatever you want to call it, of Zach Wheeler winning the Cy Young Award. And it doesn't, at the end of the day, should not matter a whole lot how those awards are presented. But I'm looking across all of sports. We're in the middle of the football season right now, and every year the NFL has its awards ceremony as part of Super Bowl weekend the night before in whatever city the Super Bowl is being played in. It's on NFL Network, or sometimes it's actually been on CBS, Fox, ESPN. I think it's bounced around some channels. 
But the night before, the NFL awards ceremony always happens. They do all the awards that night. Rookie of the Year, Offensive Player, Defensive Player Awards, Coach of the Year, MVP, of course, is always the big one. The NBA does its awards every single year in a way that, you know, they do it in the awards ceremony. Now, of course, that's been halted a little bit due to COVID, but they moved to an awards ceremony for a few years there, which I actually thought was worse than the way they used to do it, which was you would honor the MVP during the playoffs if that team was still in the playoffs. Here in Philadelphia, the last MVP we had in the NBA was, of course, Allen Iverson. And I thought one of the coolest moments of Allen Iverson's career in Philadelphia was the fact that in front of a home playoff crowd, I believe it was during that 0-1 Raptors series before Game 4 or something like that, or it would have been Game 5 or something like that, Game 2, Game 5, somewhere earlier in the series. It wasn't Game 7. It was against the Raptors, and they were the home team in that series, so it could not have been Game 4. They honored Allen Iverson on the court, and the crowd's going nuts, chanting his name, and he's holding the MVP trophy up, right? So we've seen that done in the past. We've seen the NBA start with that, go to an awards ceremony, kind of go back to that in COVID when they decide to give the award out. You, th- you remember Kevin Durant giving the emotional speech about how his mom was the real MVP and how much that award meant to him. And I believe the NHL has an award ceremony. They at least used to have an award ceremony as well. It's usually an awards dinner. Again, COVID has kind of made some protocols and how things are done a little bit less traditional than they used to be. But my point is that they try and make a big deal of their postseason awards. Baseball, in my opinion, if you take out the way it's presented, has the best awards. I think Major League Baseball, who wins the MVP? It's First of all, it's the only sport that gives away MVPs to two, two different leagues. Like the NBA, there's just an MB, NBA MVP. NFL, there's just an NFL MVP. NHL and NHL MVP. Baseball, you have the National League MVP and the American League MVP done out of tradition. And you also have the National League Cy Young and the American League Cy Young, which is arguably just as important because usually the MVP goes to an offensive player. They're not always. There are certainly examples as, you know, pretty recently, as far as pretty recently goes, of pitchers winning the MVP award. But it oftentimes the MVP award goes to the best offensive player and the Cy Young goes to the best pitch, you know, the best pitcher. And the way they give those awards, and of course there's the gold gloves, like this guy's a gold glover. It, it becomes a way of describing that player for the rest of their career and certainly in the short term of their season. Bryce Harper, he's an MVP caliber player. That comes from when he won the MVP in 2015. Where that guy is a Cy Young level pitcher. You hear that all the time. That guy's a gold glover. And the way that baseball presents its awards, much like many other things in the sport, is stuck in 1955. Announcing it in the middle of the day on on a Thursday coming up in two weeks when baseball is out of everybody's mind. I get they're trying to keep interest in the league for longer, but who is going to be locked on in the or like to the baseball awards being announced two weeks from now, or not not even quite two weeks from now. It's eleven days from now. Baseball the Phillies haven't played a game since the first weekend in October. And Bryce Harper won't know whether he is the MVP or not until November 19th. It's not even the same day. They announced the Cy Youngs earlier than that. They had the gold gloves last night up against Sunday night football. I'm sure that did killer in the ratings. I I'm as, you know, into baseball and this kind of thing, you know, as the next person. And I totally forgot it was happening. I totally forgot it was going on last night. I was watching, you know, the Eagles were playing yesterday. I was watching football and a notification pops up on your phone or on Twitter or whoever else you found out. 
and you say, oh, the Cy Youngs just happened. Like, or not the Cy Youngs, the Gold Gloves just happened, rather. Look, would you look at that? And nothing was worse than last year when after a 60-game shortened season and, of course, playoffs in a quote-unquote bubble, they decide to have the <laughs> they decide to actually have the Gold Glove Awards released on ESPN the same night as the presidential election, one of the most anticipated elections in American history, the entire country focusing on CNN or you know ABC or NBC or Fox News or whoever your outlet is for election coverage. You're zoned in on that. And meanwhile, on ESPN, you know, as an alternative, in case you have no interest in who the next president's going to be, you can find out who's going to win the gold gloves. Baseball has the best awards and the worst way of rolling them out. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Let me know in the comments. Let me know on Twitter. However it is. Don't, wouldn't you agree that it would be better if baseball had an award ceremony a week, two weeks, whatever it is. You could do it after the World Series. Th- think of all the better ways they could do it. An award ceremony a week or two after the World Series. You could, if the player who wins one of the MVP awards is still playing in the postseason, you could present it during one of the games. And I get that's not always going to happen. You know, Traditionally, the team who has the NBA MVP is going to be playing in the playoffs. It's almost impossible to win the MVP in the NBA if your team isn't a playoff team. 16 of 30 teams make the playoffs in basketball, and it's such a stars-driven league that if you have one of the stars like that for the season, it's almost impossible not to be good. That's not the case in baseball. You know, the Phillies, it's amazing. We'll, again, we'll get into this more later on in the program here, have a top three MVP finisher, a top top three Cy Young finisher, and they barely had a winning season. That's just how baseball works. It, it's about building a complete team. You can't have your team carried by one hitter or by one pitcher. You need depth in your rotation. You need depth in your bullpen. You obviously need depth in your lineup to make your team an overall success and make your season an overall success. Baseball has the greatest awards the way we talk about them. You know, guys going back years and years and years getting MVPs or Gold Glove or Cy Young awards. But the way we actually roll these out in a aha, gotcha, you didn't see this coming kind of moment where it pops up on your phone or pops up on Twitter and no one can even get the date straight as to when these are announced. Oh, when's the MVP coming out? Oh, I happen to know it's November 19th. But that's because Bryce Harper is in the running for that award. It's quite possible that someone else would not know that off the top of their head because it's going to be buried again on a Thursday in the middle of the week. I believe it's a Thursday. It's somewhere in the middle of the week on either MLB Network or ESPN or whatever the case is, and no one's going to be tuned in to find out who it is. You can just simply get the notification on your phone. I want to see baseball in an attempt to grow the game. And again, it's just the little things, right? It's too late for this season. Ultimately, it's about the on-field product more so than anything else. But think about how much cooler it would be of the suspense of... Bryce Harper, you can see these guys have fashion statements they'd like to make and certain things they'd like to wear to show their personality. You see it every year on the red carpet show before the All-Star game, which that was another great thing that came back here this year. I had a chance to go out to the All-Star game this year, and it was cool to see on TV and actually get a quick glimpse of when you tell these guys to dress up and make it an event, they will do it the same way they do it in other sports where NBA players 
wear extravagant outfits to walk in arenas, and NFL players wear extravagant outfits to walk into stadiums. And those guys will show up and show out for an award ceremony with, you know, insert celebrity here. Drake has hosted the NBA award ceremony. I believe there have been a few other uh, actors, comedians, rappers, whoever you want, who have hosted that in the, you know, not extensive history of the event. But you get someone, you you let baseball players show off their personality for a night or whatever the case is, and you give the Gold Gloves, the Cy Young, the MVP, the Roberto Clemente Award, every postseason award, and you give it out in one night, and everyone knows when it is, and everyone can have that moment where these guys are giving speeches, real speeches, as part of a real award show, and not accepting the award at best on FaceTime from their off-season home. So that's what I'm beefing about today. It's just a little thing. Again, it's not something I'll probably think about extensively beyond this rant right here. But I think the rant is worth having simply because it's just another indication, if you will, an indication to me that baseball just refuses to make one little change to move the game forward. Because again, in my opinion, it has the greatest off-season awards. I think awards that matter the most. You really have to earn awards in baseball, right? Like You can't just win the MVP based on name value in a sport like baseball. Sometimes, I'm not saying that that happens in basketball or football or other sports, but you generally have a good idea, or a better idea, I should say, in those sports, who's going to win it. You know, you have the top quarterbacks in football, and based upon that team winning or whose team has more success led by that quarterback, the MVP oftentimes, or a decent amount of the time, I should say, goes to that player. Same thing in the NBA. It oftentimes goes to a team who's really, really good, led by a superstar, oftentimes an established superstar, who played a lot of regular season games. They get it. In baseball, it's a year-to-year sport where a guy who is an all-star one year turns into, you know, more of a middling player the following year, could come back with an MVP season. Comeback player of the year isn't always just about a guy who took a leap but isn't really on that all-star status. We see guys go from all-stars to not relevant in very short spans amount of time. And we also see it within the same season, by the way. Bryce Harper was not even an all-star in the year 2021. And because of the second half he had, he's now an MVP finalist and the odds-on favorite to win the award. And just imagine how much cooler it would be if we actually got a real speech from him while he was dressed up at an awards dinner, or if they gave it to him, you know, if the Phillies could ever get themselves in the playoffs before a playoff game, or did it some way, somehow better than burying these awards late into November on a weekday or even worse, having the gold gloves against Sunday night football or a presidential election. That's what my beef is here today. More Locked on Phillies coming right up. But first, have to tell you about DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends logging for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream. And it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content. It varies by package. And I want to thank you again for making Locked on Phillies your first listen 
every single day. We are free and we're available on all platforms. So quickly wanted to get into these awards and you know how I think Harper and Wheeler will fare. We'll start with the MVP awards, and I'll make the case here for Bryce Harper winning the MVP. And again, this isn't just me. I think he is deserving of the MVP, just like a lot of people. And clearly the odds makers would agree with that. The guy finished with a 1,044 OPS, right? The guy played 141 games. Uh, you know, something, a lot was made, I should say, of how much time it looked like he was going to miss. He obviously battled injuries here this season. Guy missed 21 games, and it should be noted that his competition, the, the other finalists, I should specify, were Juan Soto and Fernando Tatis Jr. And there's a few reasons why I think Bryce Harper is really in good position to win this award, because all of the knocks on him throughout the season of why he couldn't win the award really don't exist anymore. So Soto played 151 games. It's 10 more than Harper. And if you look at Tatis's numbers, he played 130 games, so 11 less than Harper. I think all of them played more than enough games to be considered for the MVP here this season. Now, Harper has a higher OPS than both of them. Tatis finished with a 975 OPS for a while there. It looked like he was going to be the leader in the pack for much of the season. Juan Soto had a 999 OPS, just short of 1,000. So not only was Harper's OPS better than both of them by 45 points, again, led the entire National League in on-base plus slugging, which I think is the best offensive stat. The no- other knocks against him were, well, the Phillies aren't going to make the playoffs. And I don't believe in baseball, as I laid out kind of in my first segment, that should really make nearly as much of a difference as it does in other sports. Like, he is quite literally the number one reason why they were still in any type of a cont- any type of contention down the last week of the season. And I never truly believed they would make the playoffs. But the only reason that Phillies Brave series series against the eventual World Series champs was even relevant was because of how good Bryce Harper was in the absence of guys like Reese Hoskins and frankly a lineup that just was not producing outside of him this guy was you know I'm not going to say just consistent from the get-go he obviously turned it on wasn't even an all-star as of July but from the all-star break on was by far I think in my opinion the best player in all of Major League Baseball and when you look at the numbers in totality, how he, you know, kind of distanced himself a little bit above Soto, above Tatis, and the fact that neither of those guys obviously got their teams into the playoffs. Again, not their fault. Padres had many problems beyond Fernando Tatis Jr. And the Nationals sold at the trade deadline and were one of the worst teams and just not relevant teams down the stretch in all of Major League Baseball. What is the reason why Bryce Harper should not win the MVP? Guy was the best offensive player as a whole, best player in Major League Baseball, I think, by probably a considerable margin. I know, and it's not, again, the disrespect to any of what Soto did in the second half either with a lineup that was very, very subpar and a team that even the Phillies could beat up on. And a big reason why they finished with an above 500 record. Bryce Harper is my National League MVP. I think he is the best player of this group. I said that before they even announced the three finalists, although I thought... You know, I thought it was pretty clear that this is who would be the three finalists. And as of right now, I do believe Bryce Harper will be your National League MVP. Uh, Not to mention, not just the OPS, but he as a whole, he finished with 35 home runs. Uh, The RBI total, you know, is a little low for people's liking. 35 home runs, 84 runs batted in. 
Uh, I don't think I need to tell anyone how many... I'm not going to tell you that he never left runners on base or that he never missed any opportunities, but that is more of a reflection, in my opinion, of what was around him, the offensive production around him, than him actually having anything to do with that. So Bryce Harper, best player in the National League this season in 2021. I believe he will deservedly win the National League MVP uh, on November 19th, and that would be kind of nice because... While it doesn't make up for the Phillies falling short here this season, it would be nice to you know, kind of solidify that the Bryce Harper signing, at least he, he's holding up his end of the bargain. You can't get mad at Bryce Harper for not delivering. You know, when you, when you attach a price tag of that caliber, $330 million for 13 years for a guy like Bryce Harper, it's really easy to say, well, he's not living up to the contract. Well, in the year the 2021 he did, and you might not have thought that would be true at the All-Star break, but there's not much more you could have asked out of Bryce Harper in the year 2021. And again, <laughs> that MVP season, the biggest reason I can think of as to why the Phillies even had a winning record for the first time in 10 years, not that that's really much of anything to celebrate. Final segment of the Locked on Phillies podcast coming right up, but first I have to tell you about Built Bar. Look, I love Thanksgiving. All of the good food and treats, and there's plenty of them, and maybe you want a yummy dessert that isn't so full of calories and sugar. It's the perfect time for Built Bars. Built Bar is a new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars are 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Replace the coconut cream pie with, co- with a coconut Built Bar, I should say, or go for the raspberry Built Bar instead of that raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any kind of pie. Low calories, low carb, low fat, high in protein, covered in 100% real chocolate. Built is a great option for when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for a Built Bar or two. Share some at your family gatherings. It'll make things less awkward. Maybe Aunt Betty hasn't had a chance to try a Built Bar yet. No, new surprises all month. Limited time flavors arriving at Built.com regularly. So check the site often. There's something new, or there's nothing, I should say. There's something new at Built Bar or at Built.com every single day, but there's nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday. Mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. Plenty new on that day. Offer. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, this is a can't miss offer. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your order. One last time, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. And the last thing I have to give a shout out to is Zach Wheeler being nominated for the National League Cy Young. Now, I do not think he will win it. I thought he came a little bit back down to earth late in the season. Now, he was a all-star for the Phillies this year. And Zach Wheeler, he finished with a 2.78 ERA. He pitched a career high of 213 and a third innings uh, they really got every ounce out of Zach Wheeler here this season. Uh, that wasn't the only thing that he posted a career high, and by far the career high for him in strikeouts per nine, 10.4 strikeouts per nine innings uh, here this season in the 2021 season for Zach Wheeler. I should say the previous high was 2019, his last season with the Mets when he struck out nine per nine, or I should say in 2014 he struck out 9.1 per nine, 2019 nine per nine. But 10.4, by far uh, the lead for him, the career lead for him in strikeouts per nine innings, was also a career lead or career best would be the way to say it. 1.9 walks per nine innings. He threw strikes. He threw lots of them. He was the guy you would want on the mound each and every single night if you could have him. And 
with Aaron Nola struggling the way he did in 2021, certainly great to you know see that. They needed a season like this out of Zach Wheeler. Now, I do not think he will win the National League Cy Young. I'm not even sure he'll finish top two. Again, the ERAs of the guys he's going up against, uh, he has a worse ERA than both of them. Max Scherzer, who started with the Nationals, of course, moved to the Dodgers, so all of his numbers do come in the National League. Finished with a 2.46 ERA. Uh, he had a career-best whip of .864. He had only allowed six hits per nine. Uh, strikeouts per nine, 11.8. Or just a phenomenal season from Mad Max. But the odds-on favorite, uh, and probably at what I would say my pick is to win the MVP, would be Corbin or, uh, MVP Cy Young from the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, it would be Corbin Burns from the Brewers. And he goes a 2.43 ERA. He puts up a whip a little bit worse than Mad Max, 0.94, but strikeouts per nine, 12.6. His strikeout-to-walk ratio was just absolutely insane, 6.88, only walking 1.8 per nine. I think overall, top to bottom, he was the best pitcher in the National League this year. He didn't pitch quite as many innings as Zach Wheeler did, only 167, but again, just kind of overall, lowest ERA, uh, struck out the most, was on a team that did make to the postseason, as was Max Scherzer. He got sent there in the middle of the season. But Corbin Burns, probably my odds-on favorite to win the National League Cy Young. That's no knock on Wheeler. It's certainly no knock on Scherzer. But uh, Burns just seems like he's destined to win this award. So again, my picks for these two awards. Bryce Harper from the Phillies. do believe he will get the National League MVP. I think Zach Wheeler uh, will finish either second or third behind Corbin Burns and, and or Max Scherzer here in this award. But it is quite insane that two top three finishers and the two best awards in baseball, MVP and Cy Young for the Phillies, and they only managed to muster up 82 wins. That's going to do it for today's episode of the Locked on Phillies podcast. Thank you for making Locked on Phillies your first listen every single day. And be sure to make your second listen Locked on MLB Prospects. Home host Aram Layton is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free, and it's available on all platforms.